bringing you weekly stories, poems, and self-reflections to guide you in a non-preachy way. To more peace in your head, joy in your heart, and mindfulness in your everyday. Because life is too short to drive around crappy feelings and grumpy teenagers. Now, here's the show. Hello, my beautiful friend and playful spirit. How's life? And how are you taking care of your potential today? I bet you thought I was going to say something different. I got a couple pieces of news this week. First, I found out that I'm a reflector in the human design arena. You want to know more about that? There's a link in the show notes. Anywho, it basically means that I'm a unicorn of a person built to reflect your truth and your potential back to you. Second, I took a self-awareness test a la Tasha Yurik. I am part of the 12 to 15% of the population that is self-aware. Yay! All's to say, you're in good hands. And then, I almost broke down. Lack of sleep, my arch nemesis, and very little self-care time drained my cup so much that, well, um, some well-meaning yet codependent controlling behavior kicked in. I might have asked my wife if she could just only bring in positive, brave energy in the house. Don't. As you can imagine, that conversation went down like a lead balloon. Then, my tire got a flat. Another lead balloon. Then, the kids needed to pick up from school because of the rain. The last straw was my shirt. I looked down towards the end of the day. Staring right up at me was a giant, dried-up toothpaste mark. Meltdown city. At the Midas shop the next day, I sat and wondered how many journaling prompts and conversations I'd need to feel better. Then I got distracted. I played a video game called Burger Time. Yep, you heard me right. Released in 1982, back in action at the Urbana Midas shop. I spent an hour evading beans and eggs to make digital hamburgers. Which is funny, if you know me, because I'm moving towards a plant-based lifestyle. And then something miraculous happened. I didn't feel tired or spent, and that knot in my lower back no longer throbbed. It was kind of like the rain clouds parted, and I could see a glimmer of my sunny self again. So while it might seem impossible or irresponsible feat, I tell you it's not. Make time for play. When you feel lost... When you don't know what to do, downshift your energy to enjoy a bite of your present. Pause and play, making an effort to goof off and let go. When you come back from your placation, you'll see more, more of what you need, your next steps, or better yet, more of your brilliant potential. And speaking of taking steps forward, I give you today's story. A story about Super Step 4, Moving Forward. April 2015, Champaign County Courthouse. I sat there in a small, windowless, over-air-conditioned conference room at a tiny round table. My body shaking like a cold, wet dog from both the temperature and my ex's rage. The rage was worse. It also made me feel like I was locked in a car, choking on fumes. Nonetheless, I set my jaw and held my face closed. I inhale a deep breath to try and exhale the shakes. I look straight into my ex's flashing eyes, 
and keep my hands planted on top of my manila folder. Two years before, in the middle of the night, I darted up in my bed, clutching my new Winnie the Pooh blankie. Oh, God, Jonathan, you scared me, I said, wiping my eyes. The streetlight's orange glow outlined my little blondie in his favorite plaid jammies, clutching his tattered blankie. Bobby, I cold, my seven-year-old said, like he had laryngitis. Have I throw hurts? Let me see your head, sweetheart, I said, and helped him on the bed next to me. Well, your hands are pretty cold and sweaty. I call that clammy, I said, and gave him a squeeze. As my hand neared his forehead, something inside of me told me what's wrong. Strep throat. Earlier that week, I got an email from his school warning it was going around. After taking his temperature, which was only slightly elevated, giving him some pain meds and a juice box, I laid back in bed. That's when I noticed my new familiar friend, Dr. Dredd. Like a cannonball in my stomach, Dr. Dredd was never far behind any ailment or activity my kids wanted to participate in. I stared at the orange glow on my ceiling, shadows of leaves and branches wavering in the night breeze. My mind was like the night wind, blowing around in the dark, trying to blow away the impossibly heavy Dr. Dredd. Why Dr. Dredd, you ask? Well, in case you don't know, in a joint custody divorce, parents have to agree on everything. The big stuff like schools, religion, and parenting time, down to the minute details of after-school activities and if they get flu shots, which also means if they go to the doctor. So unless you plan on divorcing your best friend, I don't recommend joint custody. Maybe I'm the issue. Well, I'd describe myself as a recovering helicopter parent. Yes, while I'm swaddling my kids with extra love and care during this divorce transition, I'm also letting them get some bumps and bruises, mostly by going to their dad's house and not getting enough sleep. I would describe their dad as someone who is angry. But Mr. Dredd is not just because of the anger. It's mostly because of his co-parenting. Every single opinion he has seems to be made in spite of me rather than for the kids. I know I'm not supposed to take it personally and keep the focus on the kids, but it's hard when someone you used to share a bed with is yelling at you in the face. (sighs) I even took a co-parenting class, which actually made me less hopeful about my current situation. Anyway, I'll have to call my ex tomorrow to see if I can get Jonathan to the doctor. Some new possibilities crossed my mind. Maybe I can try reverse child psychology. You know, pretend I don't care and that Jonathan needs to go to school. Or maybe I can forget to call my ex and keep my son at home. Some old familiar voices chime in. Why does he have to be like that? Why is this happening to me? How come we always have opposite opinions? How come I'm the one always compromising and he's the one pushing the envelope? All of my tiny seeds of hope crushed and blown away in the breeze. And only Dr. Dread remains. I doze off and dream that I'm falling. I wake up with a start at the crack of a gray dawn. Two days later, I register Jonathan with a temperature of 102.5 and get permission from his dad to take him out of school and to the doctor. My son had, you guessed it, strep throat. 
Super Step 4 in the Windowless Boardroom I take the packet of newly copied papers from my lawyer and put them on top of my manila folder. What's in my folder? Years of missed doctor visits, belated replies to kids' requests for activities, rageful correspondence, and no-shows at performances. The top page has an official stamp from the Champaign County Courthouse. But three other words stand out on the page and let me know that my kids are going to be okay because I'm going to be okay. Sole legal custody. Poem. Boundaries, Biatches. No one has the right to leave you at bay. No one has the right to beat you in any way. No one has the right to treat you that way. And no one but you can learn to say, I love myself, take care of myself. I'm no longer letting you or me or shame get in the way of trusting myself today. The Sojourner Question. Welcome to Super Step 4, Moving Forward. The fourth of five super steps in the Everyday Superhero Method. There are links to all the super steps in the show notes. In Super Step 3, you learn to live the main characteristics of honesty, responsibility, kindness, forgiveness, and uncompromising self-care. You treat yourself as a friend. After that, you're ready for Super Step 4, moving forward. In the fourth Super Step, you'll be ready to trust yourself enough to courageously act on what you know to be true. In my divorce, it took me a while to take responsibility for me and my kids' welfare and to also feel worthy enough to take care of myself. Once I did both of those, I could say that I was my own friend. I was then able to trust myself, gather the evidence, and move forward in my life. Super Step 4 Exercise Trust to Love In Super Step 3, you worked on becoming your own friend. Now we're going to build on your budding friendship with action. Super Step 4 calls you to act on what you know is true for you. By acting on your truth, you develop one of the biggest characteristics in the everyday superhero method, self-trust. Yep, you need trust if you're going to become more than just friends with yourself. And trust is a key ingredient in love in any relationship, including your own. The next time you feel triggered, like angry, resentful, trapped, scared, sad, etc., write down the answers to these questions. But first, take a break and take care of yourself. And when you're ready, here are the questions. First, what is my head telling me to do? Second, what does my heart feel I need to do? Third, what does my gut want me to do? Fourth, what is the answer that came first for me? Was it from your head, heart, or gut? Write it down. Fifth, are there any of my core values that are being stepped on as I look through each of my responses? If so, write down next to the questions about the head, heart, and gut. Last, what is the answer that means that I will be taking care of my needs first and is still in alignment with my core values? Announcements. Biz update. I'm rewording my website and my cousin Bobby is going to help me with my logo. Yay! With my new business name, Joyfully Ever After Media. 
Stay tuned for a more user-friendly experience, especially for the everyday superhero steps. All right, today at noon, Central Time, go to my Live with Heidi and Heather YouTube channel and subscribe. The link is in the show notes. Or if you like Facebook, join our group, also in the show notes. On today's episode, we're going to talk about personal development. What is it? Who's it good for? And if you join us live, we will pull out a gift for your week from the Bowl of Affirmation. All right, that's it for me this week. Wishing you love, light, and laughter. Until next week, I'm Heidi Esther.